we're going to turn now to that wild scene on the streets of Los Angeles overnight. An RV leading police on a high-speed chase, slamming into cars and trees. The driver's dog even making a desperate escape. ABC's Adrian Banker is in Los Angeles with more. Good morning, Adrian. Good morning to you too, Michael. Yes, the scene from this chase, unreal. There were six cars hit, two people were injured besides the driver. The dogs are okay in this harrowing ride that lasted half an hour. This bizarre high-speed pursuit involves a stolen 20-foot RV, a driver on the run, and two dogs. This is incredible. The driver who's out of control with two large dogs on her lap. When it looks like the driver is at a dead end in a parking lot, she narrowly escapes, rams into a palm tree, which rips the front side of the camper wide open and shears off the windshield. She's just slamming into everything in her way, slamming into every pole, every tree, every vehicle in her way. As the driver careens around this corner, one of her dogs leaps from the jagged opening in the RV. Oh, no! The dog is running away. The dog is okay. Later, she's seen desperately trying to hold on to her other dog while whipping through this upscale neighborhood. That's when she loses control, plows into this sedan. Oh no! Oh my goodness! And you know what? Investigators are saying this is potentially a DUI case. You're listening to the Cobras and Fire podcast. This week, LC goes sand surfing, Baco pitches a movie, and we say farewell to an 80s rock legend. Cobras and Fire. My name is Baco, and I am joined by the real Elsie, live from Denver, Colorado. How are you uh, this morning, Elsie? I am excellent. Everything is going well on my end. All uh, all internets are firing. So how are you? Yeah, it's kind of the opposite here. I'm having kind of a uh, a loose cannon kind of morning. Uh, we have no internet. Like apparently, most of the country who are CenturyLink uh, subscribers. Uh, yeah, hmm. t- according to Twitter and all sorts of news sources and my neighbors in the in the area on Facebook, uh, it's a it, they're 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 down and they have no no updates. So they they apparently don't have a lot of people working on the weekend. <laughs> all right, well, um, they should call Lover Boy. What do you think? Mm. Yeah. Well, they're working for the weekend. Yeah, they're working, I'm yeah, sorry. They, they're all Lover Boy fans. That's why they all have the weekend off. It's like fuck that. Five o'clock Friday. I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah, but uh, a fucking radio well, station in Rochester every Friday at five o'clock they would play that song, um, and it got to the point where you you knew what time it was because you hear that fucking cowbell beginning. Yeah, it's uh, it, that's that's a guarantee. If you're listening to podcasts this week, that's your first Loverboy reference you're gonna be hit with. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, there's not a lot of Loverboy podcasts out there. Maybe that'll be my next uh, sidecast after this Ooh. grunge thing is over. <laughs> Coming the greatest Loverboy songs. Well, what's if you're going to do a discography of Loverboy? How many albums? I'm going to just say there's five. I have no idea. Is there five? How many well, more or less? A, what do you think? I'm going to I'm going to go with ten. I don't know. Let's see if uh, let's see if I can pull this up here. Baco, hit hit me with that number. Yeah, I'm getting it here. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five. The, their sixth album is called Six. Ooh, seven, nice. eight, nine. They got nine, so I was one All short. Right. Uh, yeah, um, right on. Well, there's your level boy update for the uh, probably century. That's right. Uh, moving on. Hey, um, as you know, I'm a I'm a guy who likes to pretend to make movies. So I have Veganable and Bro Dragon both in development, probably mm-hmm. in, in, in constant development. Well, I got a new one uh, coming out. This one is. Um, 
I, I think you're going to like this one because you, you, know, you have kids. This is geared for kids. Oh, good. So this is going to be like an animated kind of movie. Think uh, like Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs or, mm. or Ratatouille, something along those lines. And since all those movies have the exact same plot, my script is already written. I sure. just gotta gotta drop in some new names and, and hire some celebrity voices, but it's called slow or yeah, it's called slow your roll, and it's about a roll of toilet paper that got um, bought up in all this like kind of pandemic panic when people were mm. just stockpiling way too much toilet paper. So now it's okay. just sitting in a pantry, you know, and it, it has all this time to think because there's so many rolls of toilet paper that are going to get used before it. Well, this roll, <laughs> of, this roll of toilet paper has dreams. It wants, it aspires to have a life bigger than just being torn off in little chunks and shoved through someone's ass and flushed down a toilet. You know what I mean? Sure. This particular roll of toilet paper, she, it's a, it's a girl, going to be voiced by Maya Rudolph. She... <laughs> <laughs> There's a pick, just randomly. <laughs> she wants to be a Broadway dancer. But all of her toilet paper family and friends, they think she's foolish. She needs to stop dreaming and just do her job. You know what I mean? You are a roll of toilet paper. You are not a Broadway dancer. So um, there's going to be all sorts of you know ups and downs, and, and there'll, there'll be you know uh, some kind of love connection along the way. It's, it's going to be just a classic... Cut and paste, <laughs> kids' cartoon <laughs> movie. <laughs> but I, I like everything you're going with. But can I, can I give you a better title based on the plot? Yeah, what do you got? It's called Know Your Role. Know Your Role. Oh, nice. Yeah. Actually. What do you think of that? Yeah. Um. We're 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 immediately changing the move the movie name to Know Your Role. Ah, I mean, uh, Maya Rudolph. Great pick. I think that she'd be excellent as a as a role of toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, that that wasn't where I was going, but uh, sorry, Maya. But but no, I mean I I think there's my, my, I have a couple questions if I could throw them at you real quick. Yeah, let's mind. Yeah, because no, I, I do find that's why I, I bring this up. I gotta I I need to be tested by by people like you. Sure. So I mean, first off, you've got the plot down. It sounds much better than. Um, it definitely sounds better than Frozen 2 already, so just so you know. <laughs> yeah, Greg Troyan just pissed himself. <laughs> yeah, in a terrible movie. Yeah. But uh, so moving forward from that, the, my question is, is the, to- is, is the toilet paper roll the entire roll, or is it just the center part, the cardboard part, that's the actual uh, person? It's the whole roll, yeah. The whole roll? Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. Um, and does it have a happy ending or is it just, is it, does it end or is it, or, you see what I'm saying there? You just see what I did Maybe there? it gets but used the, to clean up a happy ending. <laughs> oh God. No, that's, that's the sequel called Know Your, Know Your Box or something like that. Kleenex. Oh, Kleenex. Yeah. But, but, We're, but, but it's called on. We're Out of Kleenex. Get the toilet paper. I, the sequel's already done. You mean, you got a Kleenex movie and then you have a wet wipes for the, mm. for the, for the, but the, but the third one yeah, is I mean, never Hey, maybe good. the parents are like paper towel rolls and that'll kind of give like, you know, they're larger. So. You know. Ooh, that's true. Taller, wiser, uh, more worn down with life because they're more rough. Um, uh, but what, their cousins what about... are Kleenexes. <laughs> their cousins are who? Kleenexes. Yeah. Oh, the Kleenexes. Yeah. And then what about like uh, what else do you, were people stockpiling that it's going to be in this pantry with them? Um, oh, I know what it is. Also, the people that that are like total like like uh, rich pricks and think they have all the power are those uh, Clorox wipes. Yeah, no shit. How about like uh, the the house that it's being stored in has like uh, like uh, an elderly person staying there as well. So there's like a box of adult diapers that's like you think you got it, bad kid. So like like the grandparents are the adult diapers. <laughs> I gotta tell you, I like that. They're they're filling up, and also you got like this the stoner guy is just a Whole Foods bag. <laughs> Yeah, it's some fucking uh it's uh it's it's a a roll of uh uh hemp paper toilet paper. Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> uh, that they tried once and only used a little bit and threw it back on the shelf. Do you realize that a, a Disney executive right now has just has just already pitched this? <laughs> Bob his, his... Yeah, look for this on Disney Plus in 2021. <laughs> That's what I mean. They're like they're like fucking A. There's no way we can prove that we did this. Uh my God! Uh, anything Again. else? Uh, um, just, just, just. Uh, uh, you, you got me sideways with all these different types of paper. I did have something else. Hold on. Um, no, I was just saying, like, like, know your role is the ending. Is it? Is it a? Is it a twist ending? 
Oh, man. Uh, I, I still got to flush it out. <laughs> if the lions want war, we go fight them till the battle ends. If the tigers come running, we go fight them till the bloody end. When the elephants come, they go bow to my brethren. Lock them in the cage, parade them to the lion's den. some uh, adventures recently that you keep uh, tantalizing me with, and I, ha- I got to get into the details of this, so I- I'm hoping that um, you're not going to let me down with this one. You usually, when I, to set the set up for the audience on what I know about this, you were out on some kind of family get-together on the side of a road, and with, with I believe, you can fill out all the details, but basically something wrong with your car, and anytime I have a catch you in a moment like that, and literally mid-sentence, you don't even say goodbye, you just click and then I don't hear from you for three days, I usually know there's something good coming. <laughs> I forgot I called you. That's that's a bad sign. Yeah, yeah. I think you called um, me back because I had something super important to bother you with right then. Like, uh, I'm sure. Yeah. I just wanted to escape from reality. But but the uh, So, yeah, so you introduced me as the real LC, and I, repre- I appreciate that because I, 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 I do think that I am the real LC. And on the recent podcast, A Roundtable, um, with on pods and sods that we guested on uh, with uh, Craig Smith and Eric. Uh, what's his last name? Uh, it's Craig Owen Wildcard. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Anyway, we were. I was. I was. Uh, we were both taken to task, and me particularly uh, with with me being uh, many times saying that I I do a shtick, and all this is just like a a front and all this stuff like that. And I just want to let you know that my real life is a shtick. <laughs> On this, I think I'm more real. When I'm talking about getting, having bathrooms, ter- <laughs> terrible things happen in bathrooms, and and uh, Uber, and dental work, and yeah. and whatever. Like I'm about to tell you, these are the real things that happen. Unfortunately, they're not exaggerated for our effect. So I just want to put that out there. Now, if you go back and watch that video, because I don't know that what you would have been looking at, you know, because there's four screens. Uh, did you happen to see my reaction when you were telling that ridiculous story about how you uh, came up with the name Loose Cannon? Uh, I, I, I think, yeah, I saw a lot of eye rolls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know we've talked about it on the show, and I give you crap. I just was like, oh, here we go again. I know, but it's like, it's like, what am I supposed to do? Make up a new story? That's the story. Make up one that makes sense. That's all I do. Anyway. How does it not make sense? You get it. You get, see, I'm, now I'm getting all upset. All right. Here, anyway, so what you're I getting is the real. You. I want to hear about this. For, I, I guess I'll throw it to you. Are you familiar with RVs? Either the one that you tow or the ones that you actually drive? Like, uh, Well, as a huge fan of uh, Brett Michaels, I know a lot about RVs. <laughs> so 
Yeah, my dad okay. actually used to uh, uh, work for Winnebago, so I've been inside probably more than my fair share of them. Um, never owned one. I have spent plenty of nights in them, I guess, because we got like a, a an RV for a week every summer because of that. So nice. Okay. Anyway. So anyway, uh, the Cannon household decides to take a family vacation to an area in Colorado called the Colorado Sand Dunes. It's just a random place, huge, huge amount of uh, uh, beautiful sand dunes, but it's a, but 100 miles in each direction, essentially, from any kind of civilization. No hotels. You know, if you see a gas station every 30 or 40 miles, you're happy. You got it? That's yeah, you shared up. a video in the group of you uh, sand surfing, right? Yeah, falling. <laughs> you were sweet. Ah, you, you give yourself a little credit. You made it. Uh, you know, when you, you go bull riding, you're not going to be on the thing forever. That's true. I went I went six seconds, and we'll include a video if, if that's entertaining. Watching tall men fall. Um, but anyway, so we opted to rent an RV that you actually tow, not one that you drive. Mm-hmm. Friends of ours actually encouraged us to do so. Uh, we'll just say his name. That's it's Steve and Margaret. Can we use those names? Sure. Yep. Okay. So. So Steve says that that he ha- he is a general contractor. Randomly, he owns a 15 passenger van, which is part of it too. That you know, it's got four rows of seats, and it's it's basically a massive truck. And it right. has a towing so, capacity. So both families can fit in it, and you can tow this giant little uh, RV. Yeah, we're actually in a different car because they, I would I will not go in their vehicle for multiple reasons. But the um, <laughs> the, but. But but essentially, it can haul. They have a it can Jesus haul. fish on the on the trunk. <laughs> what, what'd you say? Do they have a Jesus uh, fish on the trunk? Or <laughs> no, I have, that would not be I the main not issue. Not getting in that. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Um, anyway, I didn't think about that. Uh, but uh, no, he has he has one of those things that it's it's the whole family except all the Jesus fish are different sizes. You know what <laughs> okay, I mean? Yeah. <laughs> But uh, so anyway, so he's he he's rate. He goes. This thing is rated for ten thousand pounds to tow, and the, the RV is five thousand. So going into this first, with that math, towing capacity, will this work? I think the numbers are going the opposite directions, right? <laughs> what do you mean? Well, don't you need you need more than yes, what you're it, pulling as an? Well, that's what I mean. Right, ten thousand is what his his vehicles is. Rated to tow. Oh, I had and, it backwards, and, so the thing was five thousand. It in okay, yeah, it correct. should work. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. So, uh, and uh, I should mention too, this is Colorado, so we How are towing this wife. <laughs> God, it, look, that is, that weight is included. Okay, <laughs> or his kids. Fuck, I don't know. Or me. Uh, okay. Oh, now you're self-shaming yourself? Well, yeah, I got to okay. make it even. It's not like I'm fucking walking around turning heads with my sleek figure. Okay, all right. No, you, I think those things are factored in. But anyway, so but also there's in, in, in Colorado, I'm not sure if you're aware, but uh, uh, what is the uh, the general geography or the topography of, uh, I should say, of, of Colorado? Mountainous. Okay, so that's all you need to know. This Great place fresh is, air. Get rid of your eczema. <laughs> and so, so this place happens to be up, up, a, up a bit of a mountain, uh, and uh, that's all you need to know. So, you yeah. ready for the travel? Yeah, sounds let's, like it's gonna let's work. get to the, the nightmare, man. Okay, so, so far so this sounds awesome. Load the whole family up. We're heading to the sand dunes. Going to be a beautiful vacation. We're going to be there for two days. We we make it up the mountain. We get to the campground. And we, uh, I jump out of the car, and I'm excited because I'm ready to, you know, get this RV going. You, you hit some buttons, and it expands. I'm not sure if you know this, but a lot of a lot of these RVs, when you hit a button, they expand, so you can mm-hmm. actually get to the bathroom, and the the the, the room becomes bigger. So I get out. Stripper pole drops down. That's <laughs> Oh, this is the yeah. If it was, it was the, uh, the the special Brett Michaels version, but uh, <laughs> oh, that's not in all of them. <laughs> no. <it's> not. <laughs> Kitchen, stripper pole, check. So we get there, and I go out, and I talk to Steve, you know, who's 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 towed it for me. And the first thing he says to me, he goes, yeah, I'm just letting you know I'm not taking this thing back. You motherfucker. Oh, uh, wait. What? First thing he says is, is before anything, not hello, anything like that. He's like, just so you know, I'm not taking this thing back. My vehicle was really straining on the way up the mountain, so you're going to have to figure a way to take this thing back. Jesus fucking Christ. Nice. So you've rented the RV. It's on your dime. And and yep. and you rented it. You took that over one that you drove specifically on his recommendation and offered to tow it. Thank you. I was wondering if that was a key point you were going to remember because he actually encouraged us to to use 
him as a as a friend of the family to help out, and, and he goes I. Th- so that so that's that's the first thing. Not nothing else. So all of a sudden, I've started my vacation, and I have to figure out how the fuck I'm going to get this thing home two days later. So that's that's the the that opposite of relaxation. That's just the first part. The next part is that I go and try to activate you know activate expansion mode or turn on lights or turn on air conditioner. The entire battery of this RV does not work. There's no there's no power. So you can't actually get to the bathroom to take a take a piss. So the Steve walls. is not staying in the RV with his family? This is just your just uh, the, no, the Steve, LC household. S- no. Steve, so just to go on this end, these are these are basically mountain people. Their RV was their fifteen passenger van that they just randomly have different uh chair. They're just gonna sleep in their van. So okay. this is not no sweat off their balls. Okay, I just wanted to clarify that. Yep. Yep. And this place this are this we're in an R V park that has power yeah, but 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 uh, it won't charge. Basically, I won't go into all this this part of it, but it is defective. We have to we call the company, all this stuff. But the main thing is, is you just have to realize it's that it's it's going to be about hundred degrees each each day yeah. down where we're at. Um, all this stuff. But the main thing is again going back to to the question of what do you do in this situation? Right now, we're there for two days. The guy that towed your vehicle there, which is five hours away from the the place where the, we bought it. What are you? What what is Baco doing right now? Trying to problem solve. I am already seven cores lights in. Uh, uh, I needed. <laughs> I I have got to because I just to I'd I'd have to you know do that just to get calm enough to where I could actually do something. But yeah, I mean, what are your options here? You call the RV place, and then maybe this is like a, a silver lining, like because it's defective. Now they also have to take it back. Individual owner. They won't. They won't take it back. That is a contract. They just are like Airbnb. It's a contract between you and let's call it the moving house. They have a fucking RV app. You rented this through. Is that what you're telling me? Yep. So you Jesus love that, Christ, right? There's an app. You know, I, an app. I no longer feel bad for you. <laughs> well, how would it be any different between that and renting it from the individual? What do you mean? Ah, Jesus Christ. Go to. There's actual businesses. That are that are run by by trained people that will actually have to report to the Better Business Bureau, and there, there's some recourse that you can take uh, that you don't get with the fucking app. Maybe cost you a little bit more, but I gotta believe it. Would probably you would have been happy to pay it in this situation. <laughs> so, so moving on. Um, my my whole thing is that how am I gonna get this? Okay, so but what are some ideas you might have? And I realize we are in a place like a. Just think about it like an RV park. It's got power. It's got bathrooms. It's got somebody that runs the place, yeah. right? You know what I mean? Well, maybe someone there can these... help. Is that what you're thinking? Okay. So is, what's your move? Uh, you know, well, I've, since since um, I'm already upset that I, I rented this from a person and not a business, uh, that's probably where I go. I try to find somebody there that maybe knows something about what's going on. Um, and then while when I have some free time, I'm fucking taking little pebbles and screwing them into the air caps of that guy who drove uh, all the way up there. So he has his own fucking bullshit to deal with. Um, he's got to figure out how to fill, put air in four tires. But yeah, no, the, so those are the two things that I would be doing right away. How did how did LC handle it? Well, first, uh, just to let you know that Steve actually had a lot of advice on his own. Can I let, let, let you know advice? his advice that he gave for me? Yeah, let me hear it. Uh, can I guess what some of it, just based on the way you described, I'm guessing like not helpful, more like obvious observation, and probably not even that accurate. Uh, something like that. Well, first off, his, his advice was that uh, I need to take my car and find a U-Haul or Enterprise uh, and go rent another car to take it back. That was his first his first uh, hmm. uh, way of way of helping me. Which, by the way, n- wouldn't be helping out with any of that cost. Just so you know, just to, you need to find another vehicle to take it back. Sure. Uh, this, the, but but the the greatest advice he had was, listen, man, did you do this on your credit card? Fuck it, leave it here, dispute <laughs> the charge. And just and just say I'm out. It doesn't work. The battery doesn't work in it. That's 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 a blessing, man. The the battery didn't work. Just leave it and go. Nice. Yeah. So I, I <laughs> that seems like I, a cobra hack. Oh yeah, cobra hack. Just leave the RV in the park and drive home. Now, what if do you, you think? It from Amazon, I'd be all for that. <laughs> <laughs> just order another one. Say the first one didn't show up. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and and see how this goes. But none of those things are very helpful because, again, that's on me. That's my risk, not yours. But thank you for for yeah. uh, giving me those kind of advice. So I I finally find somebody that uh, uh, I say, hey, if you take it. So the whole thing is where we he won't take it because he has to go up a mountain, right? Mm-hmm. Got it. 
And we, 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 again, this is on this. We took them out and to get here, right? These yeah, are key points. So, but isn't it all down? Funny you should say that. <laughs> I think it'd be easier taking it back than it would be getting it there. Yes, it's one of those things where it's a mountain, but there's a couple ups and downs on the way yeah. and everything. But in this guy's mind, it was a huge thing right at the end. That, that And he thinks there's that huge thing we have to go back on. So I'm trying to convince this, this basically <laughs> this moron. And I'm trying to just, like you said, like, I don't think it's going to be as bad. So he's like, I'm, he goes, okay, well, if I tow this thing and my engine blows, this is my only means of transportation for my business, for my livelihood, for everything like that. So are you going to be responsible for buying me a new engine? So that's kind of thrown back at me. I'm like, motherfucker. So I go and I find this, the guy that runs the park and I say, listen, for $100 cash the day that we leave, can you take us these 45 minutes that are, like, of concern for my friend uh, uh, and and take us there, and then we'll take it from there. So the guy agrees. We get up that morning. The guy loads loads the, the, the vehicle up again. It's, we've never been able to use the bathroom. The battery is completely dead, all that kind of stuff. And we get – and we get – we take that journey, Baco – we get in that car, and I give the man his, his money, and we take that journey. Describe the journey. Downhill. Yep. Okay. The entire the entire it's it's completely useless. If we go up like a like a bump in the road, basically. So I threw out a hundred dollars cash to get rid of this moron's fear of his his of his vehicle exploding, and uh, <laughs> on and on the way home. Um, we strap it in the back of his thing. He blasts off like going 80 or 90 miles per hour. We can't even keep up with this this maniac all the way home. Drops it off at my house. And, and he calls me and says, hey, that thing drove perfectly fine all the way home. No problem at all. Maybe he had his fucking car in the wrong gear on the way there. I don't know. It's- no, no. He, it's because because he, there was a strain on the way up. Uh, but 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 the point is, I will never speak to this guy again. Um, for, so for basically for two days, I stressed out about some, stressed out about a hill that didn't even exist, and paid a hundred bucks for that. And now he's persona non grata. One last kind of question for you on that whole uh, escapade with the family there. Um, so, whenabouts was it during this whole two days of of sweat and torture? Was it that you and I spoke? Was it right at the beginning, right in the middle? What was going on? Because you were, uh, I I was like, holy fuck, he is stressed as hell. Like uh, I did not call you again until. I waited for you to call me a couple days later. Uh, well, I was watching uh, Steve uh, polish off probably beer number fifteen on the um, <laughs> on, on, on on the first night. Uh, this is not an exaggeration. He, he sounds like a Keystone that, guy. What was he drinking? Uh, he was. He had. Uh, well, he's moved over the last couple of years. He's moved from a Bud Light Lime, which I don't think is even a real beer, um, <laughs> um, to uh, then he went to Fo- then he went to Foster's, and now he's drinking Corona Light. So he's drinking Corona Light, and he's he, he no exaggeration. There was uh, what I think is funny is he's actually uh, uh, likes to keep things tidy in different ways, but he loves popping bottle caps off. And there was like a, it was like a, uh, there was at least it was littered. There was more more bottle caps on the ground around our, our vehicle than actual uh, rocks and or anything like that. Now, so did he, he did he use an actual bottle opener? Or is he one of those guys that likes to get clever with like a lighter or something? Go like a workout. 
I think he uses I think he uses his wisdom tooth. Which he doesn't have any. <laughs> so but yeah, lots lots of drink, lots of drinking into the uh, to the point where we actually the one other sticking point was that that he drank all day the, the day before we were going to leave. Knew we were leaving first thing in the morning, and actually went out to get another six pack that night to a gas station. And then, and, but forgot to buy any gas because he was in complete E the next morning when we had to leave. So he has his priorities. If you see my meaning, good, good for him. Yes, beer before uh, gas. Um, yes. Yeah. What the? F- well, it's not like he could fill up gas while getting. Wait a second. I guess he could. Uh, all right. <laughs> well, why so don't anyway. we? Uh, you, should we segue into some actual music talk? Yes, I think. Again, remember the moral of the story is to pay hundred bucks to, to to go up a hill that didn't exist. Please go. Yeah, oh, man, and uh, never trust a guy who can drink twenty four uh, Coronas in one day. <laughs> No, there's two. There's two well, morals. Probably exclude story. me if I really wanted to. I think if you give me the whole day, I could. I could get close, but uh, <laughs> all right. Twenty four? No, no, I don't think. I've, no, fifteen maybe. I don't know. Now, let's let's uh, let's stop talking about my drinking problem, please. So what, what do we got today? Well, I figure we talk about some actual music news. What do you think? Yeah, what you got? Well, um. I think a segue would be that uh, how did you describe to me at one point um, a quiet fan, a quiet riot fan that's just a huge quiet riot fan? Like that's his favorite band. <laughs> if I recall, it's like uh, that's the saddest guy in the room. <laughs> well, that person is about to get a little more sadder, don't you think? Yeah, yeah. Some bad news out of there. Uh, most people are listening are probably aware that the Frankie Benali, the drummer from Quiet Riot, has been. Uh, battling uh, stage four pancreatic cancer for some time now. Like, I think about a year ago is when he announced to announced it publicly, publicly, and he has been sharing his ordeal pretty openly the whole time. But, but uh, sadly, every update seemed to be less encouraging. But you always, you know, you never know how these things end. You always wish for a, a happier ending than we got. But not surprisingly, but still sad uh, that uh, Frankie passed. Um, uh, just uh, I don't know, it was a few days ago before we're talking here, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, as, as much fun as Quiet Riot is as far as a punching bag musically, Frankie was an incredible drummer. He played on some Wasp records. Oh, my God. I, I should have pulled up his, his, his uh, discography. But he's, he's played on a ton of stuff. But in, And there is never, you know, the, you make fun of Quiet Riot. Well, I make fun of Quiet Riot largely because they only, they're kind of goofy. You know what I mean? They, you know, in right. high, they were even at the time they were kind of them and Twisted Sister as big as they hit. They were kind of they kind of turned into a bit of a punchline almost immediately. But uh, that has nothing to do with uh, Frankie or, or the battle he went through or, or that many people in this country deal with all the time. Cancer is kind of a, a I don't know it's something that hits all of us at one point. But <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And and I'll just on, on my end too. Um, uh, you know, rest in peace. The the. I, I have a quick, quick question too, as far as like we were talking about discography. Was was Frankie part of the Quiet Riot that was Randy Rhodes too? Because I'm not too well versed in that. Or I don't was it think a completely so. Completely no. different. I, th- band? I think no. he came okay. in, yeah, just be- after Randy left. Okay. All right. All right. So not positive, so with, but I'm pretty sure. But so maybe there was right, a little it, bit of overlap. I just don't know. Because that band is 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 a bit fascinating about like the how it morphed into what it was. Yeah. No doubt. Uh, or, you know what I mean? But but I can tell you, too, is, is from a kid like, you know, it didn't really hit me for like 80, until like 87, but there was the, the Inklings. Like, I loved Bang Your Head. I thought that song was, I was like, I have no idea what this is about. <laughs> you know, I was like eight years old, but I, I love the song, Come On, Feel the Noise. And I remember seeing the, the album cover for Metal Health being like, it looked... You know, you look at it now, it's kind of cartoonish, but it looked kind of scary when you're a little kid, right? Like yeah, I always love how every mask. time you, like, shave a year or two off your age when these things happen. Oh, you think so? Yeah. Let's focus that on the actual like man. was, like, five in 1982. <laughs> yeah. Oh, 1982. And every Hold time on. he's like, you, you, you keep pushing me past 50. Uh, yeah. Well, anyway, let's, going, back, going back to Frankie, uh, <laughs> by the way. Let's not, let's, not, let's not redirect this too much. But, um... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, you, you can't deny the impact that that band had. I mean, there was that was like the was it the first number one quote metal album or at least yeah, top that 10? was the first one to hit number one. Okay, that's that's a amazing stat, and I actually did. Uh, I got to see the, I guess, silly version of Quiet Riot with the what the 
the guy from The Voice or whatever, like a couple years ago. I saw them live. Yeah, at that, was, that Denver uh, 80s shit fest, whatever that was. Yeah, it's thing called Freedom Fest. But it was, so I did see Frankie actually play. So I guess he had cancer then, too? Did he, how long did it go? Or when did I it think it was like, just what? shortly after that that he announced it. And was Frankie there? Because he did sit out some shows before he announced. Uh, he was there. Okay. He was there. Because okay. I remember him standing up and doing a whole. Okay, uh, yeah, okay. A whole speech. I think it was uh, ca- shortly after that that um, that they uh, 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 announced that. By the way, uh, Wikipedia has its own page dedicated just to Quiet Riot members. <laughs> that sounds about right. I wonder how many. So it's probably Quiet Riot, L.A. Guns, and Alice Cooper's band, which is by design supposed to have a bunch of different people in there per era. But that probably is the the how many how many people are in Quiet Riot. Uh, it doesn't give me an example. Oh, one, two, three, four, five, six. I'm still going with LA Guns with more members. Oh, it's not close to LA Guns. Oh, okay. Never mind then. It's about thirty. Um, yeah, and, and uh, yeah, Frankie was not in the band with uh, with Randy. I'll ju- I just confirmed that. So according okay. to Wikipedia, anyway. But I yeah, so I actually did was able to see him live. He 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 brought it. I mean the the formation of whatever the hell that band was then was was suspect. And and I did have a question too. Yeah. Tell me if my memory serves me right or not. Did you have when you did that review for the Quiet Riot album many years ago on uh, Decibel Geek? Where you, where yeah, you Road Rage, two thousand seventeen. That's when I two thousand seventeen. Okay. Um, was that Frankie Benali? That you, uh, wasn't that who you thought you were having a. Yeah, uh, somebody that clearly was in the band came at me. I assumed it was Frankie because he's the guy who does that. I, I reviewed the album Road Rage for Decibel Geek, and it, it's not a good record. It's 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 actually really 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 fucking bad. Um, I don't you know, and, and I wrote it in my typical kind of snarky way that I would do stuff like that if I was tearing into a, an album. I, I focused on the songs, you know. I, I, other than the fact that these people created this music, there's nothing personal that I said. But yeah, I got some immediate blowback from somebody. Um, in the comment section, um, or no, it was it was via message, uh, and just tearing into me and said, "Oh yeah, and by the way, here's here's some real journalist reviewing this." And he sent me eight links. Six of these links were dead, and <laughs> the other two were basically written by somebody in the Quiet Riot fan club, and they only reviewed... They didn't even get advanced copy of the record to hear the whole thing. So they only reviewed the, the, the song that was leaked and said, I can't wait to hear the rest of the record. It's basically what the fucking reviews said. So that was real journalism. I thought it was uh, Frankie, but it turns out it was uh, the guitar player at the time, Alex Grassi, uh, that, that was oh, doing this. Now, okay. None of this has been confirmed. I want to make that 100% clear, because this was done anonymously. Somebody who works in that camp says that was who it was. I, I don't want to say who it is, because I don't want to drag other people into it. It's not that important. I really don't care that much. Um, frankly, you know... It, this is just part of the the, the the deal when you if you're gonna throw your opinion out there and, <laughs> and, and write something that, that isn't glowing and positive, you might get some people that, that wanna piss on you. I mean, KISS fans can't take any fucking shit, so you know, I I'm used to it. But don't you feel better now that it's not Frankie? <laughs> I, I don't know that it would matter to me. One way. I I wouldn't. This has nothing to do with with you know him as a person or the the battle he goes with. I uh, I, I again I I totally respect him as a musician and someone who's just had an amazing career. If you think about it, you know. And and you know what? There's a lot of stories like that. That you know. I mean, you talked about um, pods and sods giving you know, both of us some shit. They largely you know dumped on me for you know having a BM2 buddy buddy with Ron Keel or whatever. Frankie, a lot like a lot of these guys like Frankie and Ron Keel. They just find ways to survive and keep turning, and it's not easy. There is a lot of work to do to get a little bit of a payoff, and to be able to do that enough to where you can actually sit and survive. Because anybody that knows a Quiet Riot story knows they got no fucking publishing on their the stuff that actually sold. There's a, a very credible story to be told with those kind of guys too, because they actually probably work harder, <coughs> especially considering you know the guys in his sixties is still trying to get out there and and get get some coin off the Quiet Riot name. So. Gotta yeah. gotta respect the hustle there. Re- re- definitely respect the hustle there too. I mean, I mean the fact that he ac- they actually had unfortunately a GoFundMe for him near the end. Yeah, as uh, as pulls up here, so that that kind of puts it in all perspective. But no, I mean, I do want to see def- that documentary that I keep fucking putting off. Um, but What's that? you know, I wish Netflix would just grab it. I've heard it's amazing. Um, what the the now that we're here, there's no way back. It's uh, fairly new. Um, like in the last four or five years, but Frankie released that, and uh, I know they had some limited showings here in theaters in the cities when it came out, and huh. 
But yeah, I always thought by now I'd stumble across it on Blu-ray or cable or Netflix or something, but it, it really just hasn't popped up. So I'm looking. To, uh, I'm gonna probably track that one down and, and the YNT one too. But maybe next time in your antiquing uh, yeah. pursuits, you'll find it. <laughs> I'm fighting a Nazi over the last copy. <laughs> But uh, didn't think we'd pull the Nazis back in, did you, people? We did. Uh, but yeah, so on Wasp, just to hit one other thing, too, because I, I was not aware he was in Wasp, but now I am. Um, so Wasn't Headless really Children, a member, though. Oh, He okay. was on that so hearing aid project that I love. What is that about? Uh, that's like the basically the heavy metal uh, We Are the World. Oh, okay. The, back in the, um, like, uh, 86, looks like. Stars. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Anything else you want to... No, Wasp is probably the biggest thing, honestly, outside of that. I mean, some of his credit associated acts are listed here. I'm not really sure how it ties in, so I don't want to get into that. But Frank Benali, rest in peace. It is now the part of the show where we talk about our vinyl collection. Bucko, have you made any purchases recently? You know, I did. Um, after listening to the uh, the Marty McCoy interview, I I realized I had a ten dollar Visa gift card I got from buying some uh, motor oil that that's just been sitting around not being used. So I went on Amazon and I bought Eloquent <laughs> Demons on vinyl. Now, I, I uh, a fun little story here is that I purchased it on. Oh, I want to say the seventh. I don't know what. A couple days after that interview came out, it was supposed yeah. to arrive. In, it was prime shipping. Supposed to be now two days, right? Now, yeah. um, with the pandemic, they have made it clear that these things may get delayed a day or two because of that. And sure. uh, there's also some some shit with the post office going on that that isn't helping. But anyway, uh, it got. It said it was supposed to arrive like say uh, on a Thursday. I was told that Thursday would be there the following Monday. Then it never showed up, and I got an email on the following Saturday from that Monday, uh, saying that they tried to deliver it, but because it's my, I have it sent to work. Um, th- there's nobody there to take the mail. Um, anyway, so then it said it was delivered on Tuesday, on Monday. I got a notification that it was delivered, but it was not, and it said it was left <laughs> inside the the residence mailbox. I checked the address and everything. I'm like, this is not a residence. It's it's a business. So I had to call Amazon and fuck around with that. And of course, they want nothing to do. With helping, so anyway, long story short, it said it was coming this following Monday. It showed up on Thursday. <laughs> Have you played it? Have you opened it? Yes, I, I finally got the uh, put it on the turntable yesterday. Oh, the new Madden came out on Friday, so I spent six hours playing that and listening to music, and that was the first thing I spun. Um, okay. So yeah, it was. It sounds. It, it's a. It's a very well pressed and mastered piece of vinyl. It, there's not a lot of frills to this thing. The actual cover is very thin paper compared to most covers. It's almost like a really nice inner sleeve. Like there's no real th- spine with the the album title on it or anything like that. But that said, the, the printing is quality. the The pressing of the vinyl is good, and it's and the most important thing is that it sounds good. So. Uh, just not a lot of details as far as notes, but yeah, I'm more than happy with my eight dollar purchase that uh, took two and a half weeks to get to me. But anyway, <laughs> so it's it's funny you said that because we haven't actually talked about this. Uh, but I I felt uh, compelled after uh, you know the lonely ones and Marty shared it on their page and I had such a great interview with them and really enjoyed it. I was like I feel obligated on buying eloquent demons on vinyl too. So I also had that purchase. You probably got mine. Uh, well, that's a, funny you should say that. How you described it is, I've never seen a thinner piece of cardboard. That's that's uh that's part of the thing. But the the album cover art looks amazing. But unfortunately, the first version I had the same kind of woes. Um, the first one that came, I got excited, took out the vinyl. I was like, okay, no frills, but this album cover is amazing. That's why one of the main reasons I got it. Um, and dropped it on the turntable, 
and I had noticed because of the thinness that it, it kind of the the cardboard kind of looked wavy uh, and everything like that. Mm-hmm. The entire the entire vinyl was all warped. Okay, um, maybe got warm on in transit or something. That's what I think so. So I had to exchange it and got the new one. But uh, but yeah, I have, I, and because of that, I haven't even had a chance to listen to it. So I'm glad to hear it actually does sound good because I was afraid of that because of the uh, uh, production of it. But but that's cool. Any other ones? No, that's the main thing. Uh, I mean, there, there's a couple other little items, but you know, whatever. Not nothing. That one was kind of fun because, uh, well, the whole the whole just just the anticipation, and then of right. course it lining up with Madden Day. Do you know how long it's been since <laughs> I bought Madden brand new on release day? I think it's been about ten years. So. Yeah. For those who I don't think I ever shared that I got a PS4 for Christmas. That was uh, uh, a big upgrade. So my wife was kind enough to buy me one just before the next generation comes out. But uh, I don't game enough to to make it really worth the investment. But I do enjoy playing sports games and and Madden. So yeah, I'll uh, I'll be sharing my uh, I think my my username uh, on EA Sports is Tobacco. If you want to challenge me to a game. So what what you do is you play the latest technology uh, with your PS4 while listening to uh, an inconvenient. <laughs> and uh, 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 an outdated format on vinyl at the same time, right? You balance it out? Yeah, that's how I right? – and, and frankly, only because the batteries went dead on my 8-track player. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> I like, I like the, the balance, though. I respect it. Uh, uh, well, how so, about you, man? Um, uh, this is not the, the Game Informer segment of the show. Uh, no, it's not. <laughs> what, uh, what about you? You got any new vinyl that you got? Yeah, as, as you know, like I'm, I'm slowly – replenishing uh, everything that I got rid of on, on vinyl, it seems like. And my God, I, mean, I really need to slow down as far as the expense. But I went and, and I've been eyeing this for a while. So I got uh, Local H, Pack Up the Cats. That's for you, Aaron Kamara. Got in a double red vinyl. It, it's one of my favorite of the uh, 90s albums. Love this. Produced by Roy Thomas Baker, and it sounds spectacular. So if you are a Local H fan, the packaging, everything, it's a, it's a, nice. it's a double for like a 45-minute album. So it's a little... Uh, overkill, but it sounds great. Um, in addition, I got uh, Red City Radio, which uh, friends of the show we've, we've featured them a couple times, but it's called Sky Tigers, and the actual etching is some of the coolest that I've seen featured on like, the I Am Vinyl page. The entire album cover is on. It's a it's an EP, so one side is a complete etching. So that is definitely recommended. And by the way, it's a smaller band, but the vinyl sounds like some of the best I've ever. One of the best I've ever heard. So it's, it's you can it is do it weird the right how way, hit and miss that shit is. It's right. That's mm. what I'm saying. Like this is a band that hardly that is very whatever. It's not a big band at all. But how can they have a vinyl look packaging wise and everything like that? And for twenty bucks, you know, mm-hmm. for an EP that's a lot. But it's they, my point is, oh, well, you, you know, can do it the right way. We we should mention that we were recording this basically on record store day weekend. Uh, I don't oh, know. Yeah. I don't know what they did out there in Denver, but a lot of stores here kind of had, uh, you know, they're doing it in three phases. Um, they're kind of spreading it out. Um, I know, uh, you know, being in so many Kiss groups, a lot of people went gaga over that Trouble Walking double disc, which I would buy if I saw it. Um, but I, just with everything going on, and I, 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 if they were doing it normally, I probably would have gone out yesterday. But I don't want to like, you know, sit in my car waiting for them to text me when I can come in. Um, that just kind of takes the fun away from it, and I really don't. I don't need any of this stuff. So like, whatever. I yeah, of the out. list. Yeah, of the list I looked at, it was like there was like the Judas Priest 40th yeah. British Steel. I guess was interesting. Yeah, but and it was a picture one, disc, and those don't do anything oh, for me. Oh, I didn't know it was a picture disc. Okay, okay. So that's the only two that even I had any interest on. The list was kind of suspect, is all I meant. Yeah, I, I think there's more on there, but like I said, they're they're breaking it out into three. Like when the list first came out, you know, it was supposed to be back in April, or I think it was something like oh. that. But it was going to be the complete thing. Now they're just that list is being set up in three different days, and I don't know. There, there's God bless these stores; they need the business. So uh, hopefully, it's working out. Yeah. So so, and I'll just end my my little list of of recently. I saw. I think this was kind of the path, as I saw that 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 persistence of time anthrax was coming out on not double vinyl but quadruple vinyl mm-hmm. um, uh, this this month. Probably my favorite record of the Belladonna stuff. Uh, that or worship music, but uh, that record just is killer front to back. Yeah, and and uh, so I'll get to that in a second. But that kind of like. Uh, I don't know. It, it inspired me to start to look at what, what was existing on vinyl. And so prior to that coming out, I bought Anthrax's it's probably my second favorite of the Bush era, which is We've Come From uh, For You All on Nuclear Blast, double vinyl. Sounds incredible. The packaging is is excellent. 
Um, and th- that album cover, again, it's one of those that's just a piece of art. I love the the, the comic book look of that cover yeah. um, for, for that. But I love it. Are it you, it I, sounds excellent. Oh, you're talking of uh, which – that's a different record, right? I, I'm, suck, I'm saying that, that – the, the fact that, that was coming out kind of reminded me of seeing what else they had on vinyl. So right. I got We've Come For You All. And uh, highly recommended if uh, the quality of this is is top notch. So if you see it. So that my point is, though, is that it's funny you say that, too, about the persistence of time. So that was kind of a sleeper album for me. I was kind of when, when I was younger. But then as time went on, it is absolutely my favorite of the of the joy era as well. Um, and. But I've never really liked the. I thought the production was always a little bit thin. So the yes. fact that it was remastered and all that really, really got me um, very interested in getting that. But they did something where I would just call it the whole Kiss thing, where I don't need four albums and where two two of those albums of this package for forty five dollars is outtakes, outtakes, and it has like Scott Ian like scatting over over like demos and there's interviews and it's, it's completely a. a they make it where the only way you can get it is is to spend forty five bucks for two albums, additional albums that you know you never listen to, but once. You know what right. I mean? Like there should. Ha- I will get this. You thing can buy in a the second. CD for twenty five, or you can just well, rent it for CD. eight bucks a month or whatever. Spotify. But that's shows. the thing too is they actually did an intelligent thing where they do not have this available to purchase digitally anywhere. Mm-hmm. You have to buy either the CD or whatever. So you got to pay twenty five bucks for like whatever. I don't know. It's it's a Wait little. Wait a second. Un- when Anthrax does it, it's smart. But when Ron Keel does it, it's stupid. I just want to point out the hypocrisy there. <laughs> because it's a remaster. It's a Whatever. big bundle it's deal. Avail- this is it's a purchase of music. You want it? You got to buy it here. You don't go to fucking Spotify and get it. Not for a couple weeks, fucker. Anyway, so. Uh, I just I hope they come out with a regular version that you don't have to buy two discs of of I mean I've heard the stuff they did release that the funny thing is they released that bonus stuff digitally and it's just it's garbage live tracks and all this stuff but uh, I yeah, definitely want to hear it. my new thing you remember when uh, we had uh, Lee McCormick on and and uh, he uh, he tore into me over my whole like multi cam versus pro shot deal. Well, I have yeah. a new thing that pisses me off. When people are, and this is more actually industry shit or releases like this. This is not some like user trying to make themselves better. It's somebody trying. It, this is this is the Gene Simmons model. Uh, never before heard being used to describe demos of songs we've all heard. That is okay. <laughs> right. I, I haven't heard the demo. Great. I also, I've also never heard Scott Ian play any of these songs on acoustic guitar in my bedroom. That doesn't mean people <laughs> want that. You, you, when you say never before heard, you are definitely implying unreleased music. Fuck multicam when it's all cell phone videos and fuck never before heard demos of songs that have been released. I'll tell you one other thing that you have to look in the fine print for is that <laughs> some of these, some of these say never heard before parentheses on vinyl. Like they, they oh my God. They, no, it'll say like know, it's been exactly out before, but, but not in a vinyl format. You I remember like, remember when kiss world came out and someone's like, Hey, finally, this is your chance to get modern day Delilah on vinyl. <laughs> it's like, that's a silly Jesus Christ, man. Not look, if you're a completionist and I can see why you would want Sonic boom on vinyl, even though it's horrible, but well, no, I get to listen to one song off that as the third track on side three. Yeah. Jesus Christ. People are just gullible. Uh, me included, by the way. I bought uh, the Anthrax <laughs> triple disc live record, that one they just did. Beautifully packaged. Sounds like ass. Yeah, it didn't do anything for me, too. But yeah, the, the, the packaging is great on that. But uh, yeah, You bought the, 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 what is that? God, what was it called? Well, I, they just I, did a I've DVD listened. of it, too. Uh, what, the, the Kings of Scotland or whatever. Kings, yeah, or whatever Kings it's over Scotland. That You bought that? I didn't album? buy the vinyl. Oh. I didn't buy, well, I, I rented it. Well, I'm talking specifically the vinyl sounds like shit. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, I mean, uh, and that's two Anthrax records that don't sound good. I got worship music on vinyl, and it does not sound very well either. So, oh. uh, now what's his name? Um, uh, Gene Vogel did say Persistence of Time uh, sounds pretty good, but I mean, come on, I, I've, you've seen his turntable, right? I mean, Joel yeah. po- he's got Joel Polo envy, you know, with that turntable oh, sure. setup, yeah. Yeah, it's got a, it's got a lid. It's ready to go. It's a go bag. <laughs> Just kidding, Gene. Fuck this out, 
So many uh, idols, the, the people that we respect on this show. I'm talking Tommy Lee, Sebastian Bach, Vince Neil, and of course, Chris Holmes is a little lesser known, maybe because he doesn't hit the news quite as much. But uh, of course, the former Wasp guitarist, Chris Holmes, uh, the mean man. He, he, and what was his solo album called? You mentioned it just a little bit ago. Oh, it was the eloquently uh, titled Shitting Bricks. Yes, yes, Shitting Bricks. Now, I, I, did you ever uh, run that down at your local music store there? I did not, no. Now, in the next record store day, there's, there's going to be a shit brown pressing uh, of that available. So, I did go uh, to every every uh, uh, every Best Buy and asked if they had Chris Holmes shitting bricks on vinyl. <laughs> just, just a random Best Buy employees. Nice. Uh, let me check. <laughs> let me see if we got that in back. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. But, yeah, he, uh, he's an interesting cat. You know, I mean, he was in the... Um, uh, notoriously famous for the the segment in uh, um, the decline of the decline. Western Civilization Part Two, where he's in the pool. I'm a full blown alcoholic. I, I drink too much. Here. Okay, why do you drink that much? Because uh, I enjoy it. Do you think a rock and roll lifestyle turns you into an alcoholic? Yes, it does. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a happy camper. <laughs> drinking yep. vodka in leather pants while his mom is sitting there supposedly disappointed. Now, there's been some yeah. speculation that he wasn't drunk, but uh, he sure seemed drunk. Uh, so he's a very convincing fake, if, if that's the case. But yeah. he's got a documentary coming out. Someone decided that this guy needs a documentary. I mean, now we're, we're getting these things slopped up all the time, you know, with, with varying degrees of quality. It seems like now it, it must be really easy to shoot these things that, that look really good and edit them to look really good because... It seems to me there's a lot of shit that gets out there that I can't believe people are even enjoying. Uh, I, we never really talked about it, but that Twisted Sister, Twisted Fucking Sister one, yeah, it was beautiful, but it was so long and so boring, and then stops the moment they get to anything interesting, which is just before uh, Stay Hungry. And 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 it's only got D and um, J.J. French talking. Um and so it's very well produced and, and shot and it gives you some history and stuff. But I really don't need to hear about you guys being a cover band in Long Island for eight years and then wondering why record labels aren't taking you serious. Point being is some of these are varying degrees. I know people like that hired gun one. I thought that one was was decent, but uh, not as like uh, groundbreaking as some of these other ones. But point being is this actually doesn't look that bad as far as the trailer. I thought it was going to look fucking far worse, at least. And I kind of want to see it. The guy seems like a real. Uh, uh, for, for basically, I'm just hoping that the entire, the majority of the documentary is just him driving around his car with somebody shooting from the back of the <laughs> the back seat and him yelling at traffic because and, and his wife talking to him and and you can't understand a damn word she says. Yes. So yeah. Come on, Chris. I fucking could have made it through there. What the fuck? The stupid. No. I mean, it looks like basically somebody had a lot of old VHS tapes of him playing on stage from the from mm-hmm. the for the preview thus far, with a lot of static 
going through it. Move that piece of shit! Um, but uh, yeah, it just looks like somebody like really, really digs Chris Holmes and is making making a documentary about it. Essentially, you know? well, you know, it's been so uh, long since Wasp was something that people paid attention to. I kind of forgot like how key he was to just their sound and the songwriting and all that good stuff. Uh, I, I do think in in the lexicon of, of that, he deserves some. Attention as far as the, the money side, which he teases in there that he all his publishing was stolen from him. Probably not. He sounds like he's just a really poor businessman and probably signed it away. I, I'll, I'll give it to me. Probably didn't know, but uh, yeah. I mean, and he's done all these. He's been back in Wasp for a little bit there, and then he he was gone again, and then he did like a band called Where Angels Suffer, which was you know W A S. You know, uh, and it had a couple other Wasp members in it, if I remember right. But, um, yeah, he, he moved to fucking Finland or something like that a while ago, and that's where he is based out of now. I remember there being some funny blabbermouth stories about him a couple years ago. I can't remember particularly what they're about, but but he's always been a character. But, yeah. but I got to tell you, like like me, I'll watch it because because I, I couldn't give zero shits about Wasp until uh, – Basically, start the show. You featuring some tracks that I wasn't aware of as much, and and then hearing like a like a I guess deep wasp cuts or whatever on a decibel geek. But but we definitely, should do a wasp episode. I, I like uh, a lot of wasps. So yeah, no, I, and I was there was a lot of things that I started listening to as a result uh, of of doing this podcast. So yeah, I, th- I think he's a solid guitarist and obviously over the top character, both him and Blackie. So and he bathes uh, like a biker. So uh, <laughs> oh yeah, he does not look like he bathes. That is actually the guy that helped me. Um, by the way, take the the, the RV over the hill <laughs> for a hundred bucks. Yeah, say what so, you want. Chris I, Holmes will help you tow your RV. That's right. So just just you know, I'll, I'll tie it all I'll tie it all together there. But yeah, the it's it's called the Mean Man: The Story of Chris Holmes. It doesn't really have a release date that I saw. It's coming out on Cleopatra Entertainment, so that should tell you all you need to know. Um, so it'll, it'll probably be not. A, I, I'm guessing this is on DVD only, no Blu-ray even. <laughs> right. Well, did you notice that it's the same director and producer of the Elder movie? Oh no, no I, I missed that little detail. Yeah, when's that coming okay, up? By yeah. the way. <laughs> Did that come out like 15 years ago? Some guy was like shooting it in his backyard or something. No, there, there was like a, 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 it definitely had some traction. It was getting going, but nothing ever came up. No. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I think I think the GoFundMe dried up pretty quick when uh, all, all he could get was 20 <laughs> bucks off uh, from me. He's like, really? Just this one guy wants me to make this? Let's do yeah. it. If it ever gets made, though, I I, I have executive producer credit because of the uh, the tier I bought on GoFundMe. Well, this has been fun, man. How, how's that for an episode? We, we did RVs. We Check. did Frankie Benali. Check. We did vinyl. And we did Chris Holmes. You know, uh, one last word on Frankie Benali. Paul Stanley uh, uh, shared a, a nice tweet kind of remembering Frankie or something like that. Um, I'm only mentioning it because, as, you, as most everybody knows, Bob Kulik passed away uh, a few months back. Not a single tweet from Paul on Bob Kulik. <laughs> Are you serious? Uh, and that's not a shot again. You look, I, that's that that Paul should should say whatever the hell he wants and, and and tweet these things out. But come on, the fact that you didn't mention a guy who is that important in in Kiss, you know, I, I think what? it's kind of shitty. But well, yeah, I mean, I mean, at least there's there, there's definitely a connection. Even Trump Bob tweeted versus... about Bob Kulik. Would you say? Even Trump tweeted about Bob Kulik. But tremendous. That's... Trump, oh Trump literally has a, one tweet for everything going on right now. <laughs> <laughs> Did he write that tweet while on his air mattress? Oh, probably, yes. Uh, Pandemic Paul. Mm. Cur- uh, copyright, shout it out loudcast. I'm not sure if you know that that air mattress actually is a Murphy air mattress. It folds into the floor. Yeah, I see. You're really uh, running with that one, but uh, <laughs> not, another one of my jokes you're taking and running too far away. Oh, that's, that's, that's yours? Yeah, the Murphy Again? bed, yeah. Okay. All right. Go back to the uh, the whole efficiency apartment thing. Back to the mine. tape. All right. What 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 do you want to write for me to say next? Um. Well, maybe we should get out of here. <laughs> we should. Well, we mention all the places that you can find us. You can find us at facebook.com slash cobras and fire. Uh, if you go to Twitter, follow us at cobras fire. And, well, I mean, cobrasandfire.com is the home to connect all of this stuff together. We have a YouTube page out there. You can find videos of, of all some of the episodes we've done, all that kind of stuff, interviews, that, that kind of good stuff. And 
look for us in the Cobras on Fire group on Facebook if you want to join some of the, uh, I don't know, off-air hilarity that uh, other listeners and, and myself and Elsie kind of engage in. Um, yes. Uh, and join, join us there. Just uh, go ahead, send us a request. Uh, we haven't tur- uh, turned anybody down, and we've yet to kick anybody out. Yet. Yet. So, uh, in addition... And all the music that we feature on the show, you can find in the show notes. Uh, usually any app will just be the little I or just slide to the left to get more information. So that can, if you like, you dig anything you hear, that's one one more way you can help support mm-hmm. rock and roll. And uh, yeah, if you, if you have the ability to, and I know it's tight for a lot of people everywhere, but uh, for anybody that can, get out of the house. Go to a record store and buy something um, not from Amazon, not from Target or Walmart, go to a local record store, help them out. Uh, with Record Store Day, it just kind of reminded me that uh, I need to probably do that here pretty soon. So, Agreed. So you want to get out of here? Yeah, man. This has been fun. Always good catching up with you. Oh, yeah. Rock's not dead. But mental health will drive you mad. I missed a lot of stuff, like the fact that he he polished off twenty four uh, Coronas on the first night that we were there. 